Right. Hello, everybody. As you all know, it's been a long night um, here because I have to. I'm going to answer a few questions from the from you lot now. Yeah. Why don't we start with you first? Yeah. Thanks. BBC. Uh, the biggest transfer target for the entire window, not just for United, but the entire summer, seems to have come and gone without any concrete movement. Are you moving on from siding Jane and Sancho this summer? You know, I don't really speak about other teams' players. Uh, it's not really in my code of ethics, but on this occasion, I on this occasion I will. Uh, Sancho's a great player. We've been tracking him for a long time. I have the utmost faith that a banker from J.P. Morgan will pull this one off. Yeah, you over there? Yes, yes, thank you. From from the Athletic, uh, we have to ask about the goal, goalkeeper position. Uh, you started De Gea ahead of Romero in the cup. All the advanced analytics are down for Mr. David De Gea. Dean Henderson's coming off an impressive loan spell, all while Romero is linked to longtime rival Leeds. Can you help us sort of, sort out what to expect next season? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, where'd you say you were from? The Athletic. Okay, okay. David Ornstein's uh, friend. Okay, Mr. Ornstein's friend. Are you familiar with football heritage? Uh, I am not, no. This is my first day on the job. Fantastic. Welcome to the club, mate. This is ba- Okay, so football heritage is basically a way of saying that fans expect too much without literally complaining about the fans. Uh, you may be familiar. It's a Jose Mourinho masterclass, my predecessor. Mm. And... Uh, it's also saying that United as a club has a rich history of losing to Sevilla, who've won the Europa League five times more than any other team. And to your point about De Gea, it's also about questioning the squad that you inherited and where your team could be if you had some of Sevilla's players. Did you see Bono out there? That guy can play. I'm not worried about De Gea. I'm not worried about Romero. I'm not worried about Henderson. Get me some Bono. That'll give us some edge. That's a U2 pun. All right, moving on. Yes, thank you. Uh, from the Independent here. Lindelof and Bruno were seen spouting off each other in the last match. Our lip-reading expert determined beyond a shadow of a doubt they were discussing a bread recipe. Care to comment mm. about the squad's attention to detail? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the lads really don't muck about. You see it You see it on the training pitch, and it, uh, it translates to what you see on the field. Uh, we were working on a bread pudding recipe, which happens to be Mrs. Lindelof's favorite dish from Sweden, and uh, Bruno, towards as the clock was ticking down, had forgotten a few key steps between putting it into the oven and letting it cool. So they were just clearing that up. It's not something you would come to expect um, from players of those of that caliber, but it happened. And let's just move on from it. Okay, another question over here. Yes, uh, from the Sun here. Uh, Ed Woodward has rumored to have lewd images of the Glazers, a moose, and three gazelles on his mobile telephone. Does this concern you at all as it relates to the board and their appointments? Are they all the same image or different images? They are multiple images of the same scene. (laughs) Uh, I've never known the Glazers to uh, indulge in bestiality. I I don't know Americans that well. I don't know how involved of a pastime it is for them. But what I do know is that Woodward uh, has a very close relationship with them. And I think if he has those photos, suffice to say he has lots of photos. Where'd you say you were from? The Sun. Thank you. Okay. This, is, this is perfect. Yeah. I, uh, I fully believe that he has photos of me. I fully believe he has photos of you. So why don't we just, why don't we just leave it there? Okay, and last, yeah, over in the back. 
Ah, yes, yes, uh, the mirror for kids. Uh, we got word from one of the physios that Brandon Williams exited the wrong turnstile uh, at the start of the season, and that's how he ended up in the first team instead of the academy. How long has Ollie been lying to us about his squad selection? Ollie, uh, Ollie doesn't like to speak on the team selection too much, as you know, and he actually doesn't have a lot of say in, in the team selection. We actually have a... Um, we have an octopus in a tank who selects eggs from certain crates and lays them out in a very specific order. Sometimes it's a 4-4-2, sometimes it's a 5-3-2. Uh, Brandon was a, was a lucky chap who just happened to be in that crate at the right time. His name came up today, and uh, you, you could see he got a bit of a battle on the left-hand side. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, that's my time. I won more premierships alone. Then the other he has created an absolute Boys, we are here to ranch. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What, what, what on earth? I don't have an answer. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. All right, welcome back to Prem de la Prem, folks. It is mid-August, and Patrick, we're in the twilight zone of European football. And I say that because we're somehow awaiting the Champions League semifinal, and yet also less than a month away from the start of the new season. What's happening right now? Oh, it's peak silly season, James. Everyone in Arsenal subreddits listen to a damn gerbil. The the world is losing its damn mind. We got <laughs> we got people tracking flight patterns, as I'm sure we'll find out shortly. Uh, it's a it's a hell of a season. It every, every summer it's my it's my favorite time of year. Maybe that mm. says more about me as an Arsenal mm. fan than anything. But oh, I do love the heat the of August. You'll hear from our chief Muppet officer later on. We're tracking flight paths. We're figuring out what players have ties to which clubs. It's an anything goes episode, and in fact, it's a meta episode. I feel like everything's men of culture. A segment within an episode. We can talk Champions League. We can talk transfer news. Uh, Barca's board of directors. It's all in play. And as you just heard in the beginning we tested out a new segment it's called press conference hot seat so basically when my team or or pat's arsenal have an absolute shocker uh we'll get we'll face the music and one of us will play reporter one of us will play uh speaker to the team spokesperson of the team and we'll see how it plays out hopefully you guys like that one we'll bring it back when uh undoubtedly there are some more howlers coming up next season yeah and maybe we maybe we'll even um, we'll have some fun and, and put on some hats that we might find a little bit more enjoyable than our own than our own uh, than our own shortcomings. Steve Bruce mind. will be the role of a lifetime. Yeah, I know that you're dying to play Fat Frank. <laughs> I don't even think he's that fat. How do you I waddle at, audibly? I, <laughs> I mean, he's probably not he's probably not a box to box kind of coach, but you know he's. He doesn't look bad, man. You're, you're taking the piss a little bit, I think. I, Rumor has it he rides really those been... gator scooters that you get in Walmart around the yeah. training pitch. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's probably not putting in as many laps as he used to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I watched I watched the FA Cup thinking, man, let me see how fat Frank got. I didn't, I didn't think he got that fat. No, it, no, no, not fat. I told you fat shaming is a favorite pastime of English press. Um, yeah. I think the mirror for kids probably has, has a segment on a, <laughs> a full segment on on chonk boy shaming. I think I think Frank uh, had a bad World Cup or something, and and we just decided he was fat that summer, and it stuck. 
Mm. Alliteration, Pat. You can't go wrong. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, maybe this is the best place to start. We can move this right on up. It's a little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. And I am a man of honor. I have a code of ethics. And as you all may know from the last podcast, I am regrettably being forced to leave behind my take that Sancho would be at United by the time we record. Real talk, that's not me, what I said officially was that Sancho will have signed for United by the next time we pod. Here we are podding. Um, I didn't take one out of the Patrick Crowley School of Business. My wording was too narrow. But I'll tell you what, mm. I nailed my colors to the mast, and I don't regret it. In fact, I think I care too much about the fans, because here we are, getting our shift in, and uh, yeah, alas, Sancho is still a Dortmund player. Yeah, well, you know, we can't all have brilliant takes, James, and I appreciate your humility, uh, but I do want to stick on this. Do you think, I mean, it's the big question, obviously we yeah. teased it up front, is it happening this summer? I think it's happening. I am 60-40 that it's happening, and I'll tell you what, who doesn't love a good spin zone, especially after your team exits the Europa League semis? My silver lining in that, and I am being serious, I'm not being sarcastic anymore, this is serious, James, in my brain, I think the benefit of losing that game was to show Ed Woodward and whoever else makes the decisions there, we need quality in the team. And we need to flesh out this team if we're going to improve on the season that we just had, which was a decent season. If Mm -hmm. we don't bring in players like Sancho, we're not going to get better. We're going to get worse. And I think $120 in today's day and age for maybe the most promising young player in the world it's it's not it's not out of the question. It's not out of the question. I think it's time we we stand up and say what time what kind of team are we? What are mm-hmm. our ambitions? And I'm I'm reading that negotiations are still going on. I think we tried to pull one over on Dortmund who were very savvy negotiators and I think we're just grinding it out. Will we, you know, I'm I'm starting to get nervous about I'm more nervous than I was. Let's put it that way, but I'm still 60/40. Gotcha. I mean, the huge, it comes down to two things, right? It comes down to, is Dortmund, I mean, it really just comes down to one thing. Is Dortmund serious in the fact that that window has ended? You know, they, all no. their public statements have been, no. it's over, It's he's a, he's a player of ours. I think that there's got to be, as much as I'd love to believe that, and by the narrative that, you know, it's not even a narrative. If United don't sign him this summer... Dortmund will fetch 120 million or more from one of many suitors. You know, this yeah. is United's window to sign them. Yeah. So, to your point, I agree. I think that if they're, you, you know, you, you got Champions League, but you didn't really get anything else. You didn't end on kind of a triumphant moment. You didn't kind of solidify the fact that you're, you know, 100% on the right path, right? There's still obviously room for improvement. So, I do agree with you in that, that the, the, if you're all in on one player, which is seemingly the mm-hmm. the strategy over there, mm-hmm. you're you know your incentive to do it now is increased. I think um, exactly, exactly. I think we have you know reflection on the on the season as it's finally finally ended. Is I think it's a seven out of ten for me. I think we have a platform to build on. It's a shaky platform and it needs foundation. Right. And what happens yeah, in the next month will will be the difference. Right, right. I mean, I think you're as, as far as like. You know, the city and the Liverpool, I think you're woefully lacking depth, you know, to be able to compete. I think, you know, on your day, 
you know, you proved it against City this year. I think you even proved it against Liverpool that United is, is on their day capable of, of taking three points from anyone in the league. It's, it's as simple mm-hmm. as that. Uh, but it, I don't, yeah, I, I think it begs the question the, what right. happens when we're not on our day and plans need to change? You know, right. cue the Juan right. Mata sub in the 87th minute. You know, exactly. Yeah. The depth yeah. isn't there. You know, I will say this, though. I will say this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to kind of let you off the hook with a 60 40. Everything's still good. Sancho doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to force a move to me. I don't know him. Not yet. He's no, yet to I return don't. my calls. But <laughs> he's a dear I friend of mine. I don't think he's the type to force a move. I was reading on some previous Dortmund things. They said no to Dembele. They said no to Aubameyang. Both of that, those guys forced a move and kind of put their hands out. You've said it earlier. They are some of the best negotiators in the game. They sell their players at incredible profit. Like I think that they, they basically loaned... Uh, what Matt Hummels to 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 Bayern for a couple years got him back mm-hmm. and you know made money on the transfer. So I I believe I believe them more than I think you're willing to that the window's over. The German preseason's already underway. He's part of the squad now. What does Dortmund really have to lose? Waiting another year, they get to keep Jaden Sancho and get exactly the amount of money they want. I could see them drawing that line and saying it is what it is. We were clear and you tried to fuck around and that's not what we're about. I do sure. still think I there's think, an area of gray, but I, yeah. I, I, I think that Dortmund has... I think if it's not 120, f- full stop, it's it's not happening. I think we need to meet the asking price in some form. You know, now the conversation takes the form of payment installations and how you pay for players. Um, but I, I, the deadline was a negotiation tactic, and maybe it worked. But yeah, mm-hmm. Dortmund are no scrubs in this, and as I poked fun at in the beginning of the segment... We negotiate with bankers who fancy themselves deal makers. You know, mm. it's this is not our territory. We just have money, and we need to make we we need to make it show. And to your point, I agree. I don't think Sancho is the kind of person to put in a transfer request. And you know what I was musing on though, which is kind of funny. Back in even just like 2012, 2013, I I didn't track transfer news very in-depth, but I was a big fan of United. I, you know, I followed all the games, but it was like, oh, Van Persie came to United? What? That's crazy. You know, he was like, he wasn't there, and then he was there. And now it's like, oh, what did Twitter say 10 minutes ago? Looks like Sancho's training by himself, and now he's saying that he wants to bring up the youngsters. It's, it's not good for the brain. No. No, it certainly isn't. Uh, it's fun, though. It's fun. It takes you on some rides. You know, and you you start to look across different leagues, and I'm not going to get too far ahead of ourselves, but it's a it's just pure silly season. And the fact that there's so many like uh, what's his name, Fabrizio, literally was a meme two years ago and just hasn't been wrong <laughs> since. And so now he's like one of the most reputable. He went from like tier meme to Woj. Yeah, yeah. The Fabrizio Romano a, story. Some 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 news source announced um, party to Arsenal today on the Arsenal subreddit, and it's the tier is. Ghana, spelled like the country, need another source. And it's just this garbage newspaper. But there's so many out there that are just so much fun to just get the hype going. Yeah. Uh, there's so many smoke screens. Yeah. Oh, it's transfer it's a good season, you really can't beat it. And we'll hear more yeah. from our chief Muppet officer who uh, really raises the banners and rallies the troops when it comes to teams doing dealings. Why don't we move on to some more little bit leave it takes 
mm. what we're leaving, what we're taking. Because I, I know for a fact I have one more relative to player moves, um, and maybe some more conversations will come up there. So leaving behind Sancho, I still think it'll happen. But as you all know from listening to this, it has not happened yet. Regrettably, I leave that one behind. You know what I'm not leaving behind, Patrick? The one where I said Fulham will win the English Football League playoffs, come up to the Premier League, and go straight back down. I love that one. I love that one for me. It's good. It's good. We're going to talk about it more as as the uh, you know as the season draws nearer. But the, with the um, with the people who stayed up, thinking Ashton Villa and the and the teams that did come up. It doesn't it feel just like a like a more Premier League twenty team kind of lineup. You know, it just feels like a kind of more iconic season. The prestige as far as like teams that are the in prestige yeah. season. Yeah, There's we got Leeds back weight. in. West Ham yeah. stayed up. Villa stayed up. Yeah, we got the Detroitus of Bournemouth like out of there. West Brom was West Brom was a feature for you know ten years or so in there. Bournemouth should be nowhere near the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> also, how did we miss? Um, Nathan Aki on talent for the teams that are that got relegated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oversight on our end there. We got to own up to that one. Uh, Pat, I yeah. Move right along. Announced the day our podcast <laughs> dropped. <laughs> I'm gonna move right along from that one. Not touch it. <laughs> um, I got three new ones for you. We don't need to linger on them as the segment okay. decrees, but I want you to hear them out. And if you have something to say, I want you to say it. I'll I'll allow that of you. Okay. Okay, here's my first one. United will play Arsenal to start the 2020-2021 season. <laughs> Love it. I just have a feeling. Love I just have it. a feeling. And I think it'll be at Old Trafford. I'm doubling down. Do you? Okay. Yeah. How would All you right. feel about that? Well, you'd stand some chance at some points, so it'll be a good game for the neutral. I mean, you've gotten shafted with, like, didn't you have City to start the season, like, twice in a row? We had... Um, no, two. Yeah, we had City last year to start the season, and then we had Liverpool and Spurs in our third and fourth game mm-hmm. this year. Fantastic. So yeah, yeah. You like to uh, get your feet wet, but it's kind of it's going to be a weird season. Like we're going to get right into it. It's, it's going to feel like it's not going to feel like a proper summer. Like it's going to feel like the same teams we just saw because we had a we're going to have a longer break due to COVID than we are during mm-hmm. the summer. So that's going to be our break, and this I'm like, kind of, let's get back into it. You know, right. let's pick up some momentum. We just won the right. FA Cup. Let's ride it out. You yeah. know, that's where that's where I'm at. Yeah. All right. Actually, give me well, the big teams. Those are the only teams we can take points on. Yeah. So my next two, number two and number three, new ones. It they're linked, and it's kind of a teaser for a roundtable guest. We're going to try and latch into the podcast hemisphere as an Aston Villa fan. So these are Aston Villa takes. Here's my first one. And we can talk about this one. I think Jack Grealish will remain an Aston Villa player for the entirety of next season. I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's not as hot, but it just feels like it's the only viable option. He is... He... Let me just put it this way. Like, if he... You would have to cough up a sum of money that would make the Nicola Pepe transfer look like a bargain yeah. to pry Jack Relish from that team, given where they are. You'd have yeah. to pay an unruly amount of money for the creative Englishman with big old thick calves playing for Villa. <laughs> Calf you know, implants, like, no joke. Yeah, and then you question whether or not he's worth it, and that's 
you know, that's no disrespect, disrespect to the guy. He's a really good player who deserves a top six team, but their asking price. Oh, I was, I was reading ironically Grealish's goal to keep Villa up in the Premier League kind of sealed his fate in a way as, as in staying sense. at the club. He's, yeah. he's been priced out. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so let's keep tabs on that one. I don't think it'll be a January move, so maybe we check in no, on it. No, the there's no chance. Starts. Yeah, so. I could see someone doing a like. I mean, it it does kind of scream like Chelsea and Liverpool and probably City aren't in like a panic buy mode. Like no. I think that they have enough, but it it does scream United panic buy. Like if it's going to happen this summer, it's a United panic buy. If they miss Sancho, United panic buy for like a hundred mil. Yeah. I, I know. I was thinking about that when I made this take. I think if we miss Sancho, there's we'll, no other team. We'll blow our load on this. Yeah, for like but I, I agree. With you. I don't mil. think it happens. Yeah, I think yeah. it stays. Okay. Last one. Dean Smith will be the first coach to get fired next season. Dean Smith. Remind me where he's at? Villa's head coach. Oh, yeah. Villa's um, head coach. Because I think Villa has big money yeah. owners who are going to invest more in the club. As we saw with Fulham, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to get better. And I think expectations will be like, okay, let's move on. Let's progress a step. Let's pull a Wolves. And I don't think that's going to be reality. So I've got Dean Smith on the hot seat for John Terry to come in and, uh, Mm. you know. And you got like a, yeah, you got the young. Yeah, you got the predecessor right there. He's just right there. Yeah. 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 I also don't trust, I don't trust head coaches who wear the tracksuit as, you know. As like the the game day kit. Mm. What if they mix it up well. like Klopp? Like Klopp kind of mixes it up a little bit, or you don't trust him either. Uh, I think Klopp is still uh, yet to prove himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I guess Klopp disproves that theory, but um, no, it's a Dean Smith I'm, thing for me. I don't. I I get that. Like it's it's more of like a classic thing, and like I don't have an issue with it. But like the the suit and tie thing kind of bugs me just because in principle like you're wearing dress shoes on like wet grass like everyone knows it's a bad move it's just a bad move especially if you don't have like a good tailor what are you talking about like the people that wear suits yeah what's wrong I'm with dress not... shoes on grass wedding season baby oh come on first of all it's not wet grass you had dry grass during wedding season and second of all I just think Maybe there's I'm better outfits why, not, why not be like a cool hip dad right out on the sideline <laughs> Right. I don't know. Right. That's what I would do. What's your FIFA get up for your manager? I'm sure it's something ridiculous. Um, I have I think it's just like pretty chill. It's kind of like what I would nor- wear normally, except I have a blonde mullet and a mustache. What you- <laughs> Everything <laughs> what else. What do you mean is- it's something I would wear normally? What are we talking here? It's just like um like a white t-shirt? sneakers. Yeah, a t-shirt, white sneakers, <laughs> and just like some uh I think it's the casual pants, not the khaki pants. Like I would like the khaki color, but like casual. Just let, it's I like think that I would over Sunday. Yep, yep. I think that, like, also, it's kind of like blows my mind that we've never seen, like, the closest thing we got to seeing a manager eat on the sideline is when uh, Sorry was just munching cigarette butts. Like, I've never, like, <laughs> who, why not grab, like, a hot dog or something? Like, I feel like somebody's going to get, I, I guess we don't see it in any sport, so I can't really have a go with the Premier League managers. I, just I think in like, the post pandemic era, hot dogs are going to be the first thing to go. I mean, I feel like those things like cockroaches. They could last whatever. <laughs> All those glizzies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I've 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 given enough takes out there. I have <clears throat> four. I have four active takes, folks. So now I'm playing Pat's game. Why don't we jump over to you? 
I'm yeah. curious to know what you're going to start with. So I'm going to I'm going to leave one take behind. Just one. one. Yeah, because I actually feel better about some other takes. Okay. Um, like I feel better about the De Gea take now. Uh, really? I do, because if, if Romero leaves, I think Henderson comes back. And you, know you think mean? he'll start the first game? I'm willing to take that coin flip on a on a on a wild take. You know, I hate like, your approach to this. It's the least honorable, but okay. I mean, I, I do. Yeah, I on form, he's the better keeper, so it's not a crazy take. Um, but I am leaving behind my take of Kai Havertz going to Arsenal this summer. Let me stop you right there. This was your quote exactly. I think after looking at that dumpster fire that is Keppa, Chelsea will prioritize Keppa, then Arsenal will go out and make a huge move. Yeah. So I'm not wrong about that. What I was wrong about is who they were going after. I'm not quite I'm gonna rely on our CMO to um, fill me in over the coming weeks to figure out who it is, but I don't be- I don't believe Coutinho. I think it's a smoke screen, and I don't. I, th- I think it's a big money signing. Like I think Abba's been convinced to stay. I think there's something out there, and I'm just gonna ride that hope for the next month, regardless of what happens. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll drop my take. I'll leave it. Mm-hmm. Havertz was the biggest whale, probably not happening. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'll, big dud. I'll act in humility there. Uh, but let's be real, the transfer's not over, and you know Chelsea's running out of money. Actually, no, they're not. They'll be fine. So um, did you just yeah, Havertz double is being back on that? No, I still, I still think there's a chance, but I'm leaving the take. Okay, so you Which are setting yourself up for a scenario where you can take credit even for leaving the take behind. If Havertz goes to Arsenal, first of all, I won't need the take to be happy. I'll be yeah, okay. that, Yeah, that's fine. It's yeah, fully but fine. I will blame you for forcing me to be humble when, in fact, I did not need to be. If that's fit. I think that's fair. Humility is a dish best served cold. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. microwave is broken, James. So it's, I'm, I'm eating humble pie every night, if you know what I'm um, To be quite honest with you, I'm kind of forgetting all of my takes. Um, but Try and the rattle Pepe, them off. What do you remember? The Pepe take, I believe. I don't think Pepe is worth $72 million, but I think he's going to be... Um, I think he's going to be influential in Arteta's team over the next two years. And Arteta has been instrumental in both uh, Sterling and Sané's development at Manchester City. They both credit him a lot. And you can see the, you see the change in Sterling. Well, until the most recent Champions League game, and he <laughs> forgot everything. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> but, but I rate Arteta as much as... I mean, I'm, I, that guy could do anything, and I would just believe it. So I'm just going to believe that he's a magician with wingers and that Pepe is going to turn out to be the best winger in the league. Sure. And I'm, okay. I'm, I'm fine to believe that. Yeah. Um, the Dean Henderson one we touched on. Um, where are my other ones? You're going to win the fantasy league. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, on yeah, form, no. I would be very surprised if you dropped that one now. <laughs> no. No, I'm not touching that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I don't think you're dropping that one till the till the last week of the fantasy league. James, I promise you this: I will either drop it or double down by Boxing Day. Love that. Love I that. For you. Love double that down journey day. for us and the fans. Yeah. All right. Any new ones? No. Like I said, I'm trying to sort out who who the big Arsenal target is. Um, 
But no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting any more into the pot right now. Wow, I officially I have to... more skin in the game than you. Never saw that coming. Yeah. Well, I think there's I still a few out there that I'm just forgetting. Um, I feel like I had like five or six in the pot. Actually, no, no. I probably dropped them all with like the Danny Ings one. With the end of last. And the bird met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll get you one, but we don't need to we don't need to stick on here. I've had I've had my time in this segment. Mm-hmm. It's a nice segment for speculating, but. We need to send it to our chief speculator, our chief Muppet officer. We've given him enough of a tease for this episode. We're going to Colin Amsler, who's going to talk to us. Maybe a little bit of Sancho watch. Maybe a little bit of Messi watch. Maybe Mm. signings from the top six clubs. Maybe flights leaving from the Cayman Islands to your club's direct airport location. Anything's in play, folks. Conspiracy theories abound. Let's send it now. Live to Colin Amsler, reporting from the field. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the dark corner of the Prem de la Prem podcast, where James and Pat keep me locked up and away from all the microphones. I'm your favorite CMO, that's Chief Muppet Officer, Colin here to bring you rumors that have little to no actual truth behind them, besides me drawing a straight line from London to Manchester. If it sounds like a Cat 5 hurricane, that's because I have news that will blow your mind. First off, I take no responsibility if any of these rumors are correct or false. Believe at your own risk. Second, I take full credit if any of these rumors are correct, and Rayola should sign me ASAP. Now, for the fun part. We all know that England's favorite 20-year-old has been the hottest topic for this summer's window. Well, I'll have you know that me and my team have been tracking flights and railway paths on the underground for some time now. From my sources, it sounds like Sancho may or may not have made contact with Manchester United. My gut tells me it's a contract signing. My heart says it's another piano masterclass marketing scheme. Sancho signs. For how much? Do I look like a banker to you? Everyone's noticed the apocalyptic dumpster fire that was Barcelona Bayern Munich. It was so bad that Messi retired from the Argentinian national team again. But seriously... Word on the street is that he wants OUT out. With a $633 million release clause, I can think of only one team that can afford that. That's right. Everyone's favorite blue cheating, uh, I, uh, I mean totally innocent and completely exonerated team, Manchester City. Just think about it. What better way to throw two middle fingers at UEFA than to buy the whole of Villa's player wages 1,000 times over in a single player? Do it, City, you cowards. Now, my next piece will be my last. My last report asked me, what is black without white? Ying without Yang. Luke without Vader. With the rumor of Messi coming to the Premier League, what better way to create a new El Clasico but right here in Manchester? That's right, Eddie Woody is opening up the purse and splashing on my boy Cristiano Ronaldo. We're bringing him back, baby. I don't know where he's playing, but he is, and he will. Does it make any sense? Absolutely not. But that's why we listen to the boys on the Prem de la Prem podcast. Now, to round out a quick recap of the top six signings. Liverpool, Thiago Silva, City, Messi. United, Sancho, Cristiano Ronaldo. Who needs defense when you can just outscore your opponent two times over? Chelsea, Kai Havertz. Leicester, none. But I do say that Vardy retires at the end of the season. And Tottenham, well, they just signed my boy Joe Hart. And they'll probably just sign some other old guy because that's just what Mourinho likes. Sorry, Pat. You make the top six for Arsenal going to mention. And that's your daily dose of CMO action from your boy, Colin. All right, that was our CMO. Patrick, what would you make of that? I mean, 
What what really can you say? You know, there's there's a reason he's an expert, James. There's a reason here you and I are sitting on, you know, hey, where that that little bit leave it takes not not for us anymore. Yeah. And he's delivering these. Is he on a fervor. Romano journey himself? I that, that is the best case scenario for this podcast is that he becomes the most reliable source in breaking transfer news. He's been close before. And let's, we should just know. we should just timestamp yeah. his uh, his segment, and then just mail it to. Imagine if all of what he said came true. Just mail it out to the Sun, the Independent, the Daily Mirror for kids. Mm. The That'll Daily Mirror for kids map. would run this one hundred percent, one hundred percent. You got any sources? Nah, good. <laughs> no, but I am the chief Muppet officer of a promising. Premier League podcast. <laughs> you don't pay me. <laughs> All right. Well, it why don't we touch? Chilly season, though. That's it's, it's that's just oh, what it is. Put your hats on, it. folks. I love it. Why don't we move on to the Champions League? It's not our usual dish. Sometimes we touch on it. Obviously, no Premier League games right now. But there were four stonking quarterfinals that I think we can at least touch on. We won't linger too long, but. I feel like we'd be remiss, just as football fans in general, let alone the Premier League, to avoid talking about Barcelona versus Bayern. Uh, Pat, was was that the best 8-2 game to ever occur, do you think? Uh, I don't want to say best. Best is such a tricky term, James. Jim. Jim Jimothy. Can I, can I call you James? Uh, anyway, no, 8-2, it's a, it's a massive scoreline, and it, it almost felt unfair to Bayern. That was a shellacking. <laughs> I don't the know that was unfair on Bayern. I don't know that I've seen a team of like, despite the disarray, right? I don't know that I've seen a team tools of down. Barcelona's quality that late in a competition just lay down their sword as easily as they did. Yeah, it was pathetic. I Ter can't Stegen, remember. Ter Stegen got a uh, he, he just had surgery, so I don't know if that was related. I, I I don't think he could have done much about any of these goals, though. To yeah. be honest with you, no, I'm not going to comment on Spain's unemployment rate, but the idea that all of Barca just stopped working and and laid down their tools was I've ne I've never seen it. I've never seen anything like it. It was like we're done. Pack it in. If anything, run it up. It was like uh, we were like playing 25 minutes in. We were playing FIFA yesterday. And it's like when the other kid's losing and he's like dribbling on his own goal line, like just asking for it. Right. Um, I saw something They were funny. broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, the fallout is already starting to, you know, echo throughout the, the Twitter sphere. Uh, board of directors sacked Kike Setien, who was clearly out of his depth. Um, but it seems like the Javis, the Carlos Puyols, the uh, the ambassadors of the club who know its roots don't want to touch that club right now. It's just poison. And Messi wants out. Yeah, so what's his there's so Setien got laid off. Who's the who's running the show over there? What's his name over there? Is uh, it Bartolomeu? Bartome like well, it's like Bartomeu is the president. Yeah. And he so he has said he's not going anywhere. The right. election's happening. That's the thing, right? Right. Seems like Messi is just kind of trying to force some action, despite you know I'm not, I hate to contradict our CMO, but I think he's just trying to stay and get what he wants. Um, but like Messi without Barcelona, I think 
it was it was Eto or somebody else he played with. It's like if, if if Messi leaves Barcelona, you need to rename the club. Like there is no Barcelona without That's Messi. Good. And I I That's can't. Good. It's obviously hyperbole, but it feels true. Like mm-hmm. I can't picture him in another kit. No, it's impossible. Despite Bleacher Report's best efforts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they. Every time United gets a penalty, they post the same picture of Bruno and Rashford in, in a in a referee's kit. So point to the spot. It's, so fun. They've got they've got a they've got an intern working overtime. Let's just let's just put it that. Never way. been so rent free. Right. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite takeaways from that defining the dysfunction of the game was that a Barcelona player scored two goals against Barcelona in effect with Philippe Coutinho and uh, Thiago Alcantara who left Barcelona at 2013 and was boss in the midfield over at Bayern. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw one of my favorite my favorite Instagram accounts out there, No Context Hearn, did uh, Philip. we talked about this off air, yeah. but uh, Philip Coutinho in the WhatsApp group, and he just goes, he just reads out from his phone, hope you get hit by a bus, you fucking <laughs> wanker. <laughs> so Coutinho's not getting any free drinks if and when he returns to Barcelona, let's put it that way. Right. Yeah, so there was news. Obviously, we're not the first ones breaking it, but there's a lot of news around Barcelona right now. So, um, yeah, Bartolome, Bartolome, whatever, however you say that, he's not re- resigning. Um, it seems as though, um, what's his name, Ronald Coman? He's I'm, I'm mispronouncing that, but he's like a, I think yeah. he played for Arsenal back in the day. He's. It seems like he's the guy. Yeah, I don't know if it's official in. yet, but like I'm seeing, there's things are being, you know. Uh, you know, pointed out. It's and then so on funny. top of that, it's so Arsene funny. Wenger is rumored to be up for the Dutch job, oh. which would be fun to see him manage a national team, I have to say. I'd love to see him back in action. If all yeah. this leads to Wenger stepping back into the spotlight, it will have been well worth it. What I was going to say to your earlier point was I think it's really funny how everyone of, of repute in the in the game comes out and says, I'm not touching that club. I'm not coming to manage that club. You'd have to be crazy mm-hmm. to do that. And then in strolls Kuman, who got like shooed out of Everton and he's like, this is my chance. And it's just like, honestly, see how this is going to go. Even if it's going to fail, like he's getting like, if I were him, I, I mean, I think he has like a one year deal with the board adoption for a second. So he's, he's, gonna, he's not staying for more than a year. Like it's, it's just not happening. They just uh, need, it, they just need a manager. Honestly, for what he's getting paid and the fact that, like, people know he's going into a shitstorm, you could – I'd do it. I would co-coach Messi for what? What do you think he's making? Like, 5, 10 mil? Yeah. Yeah, I'd do yeah. that. I'd go coach Messi and fail. Ugh. I'm not even sure I would fail. But I'd, you know, go within with that expectation. Yeah. I mean, there's always that 1% possibility. Mm-hmm. And Ajax is in on Luis Suarez as well. Seriously, with uh, Mark Overmars running the show over there. So – if Suarez goes, I mean, this, I is, this is a, they haven't done a damn thing right in the transfer window yeah. probably since they bought Neymar. I could see that. Or certainly since they sold Neymar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could go on for, we could go on for ad nauseum Just look at the team sheet. on the Barca team. Yeah, it's, it's artifacts, yeah. ancient players, and then others who seemed out of their depth, like De Jong. Uh, maybe he's, you know not being put in the right system or hasn't been put through his paces yet, but he was well off. And then you've got yeah. Nelson Semedo, whose soul was sucked out by a former Vancouver whitecap, Alfonso Davies. 
That's, you gotta, we're going to start putting a little more respect on, and I know it's with love, but a, a little more respect on Alfonso Davies' name. Uh, he's he's creeping up the charts for one of the best left backs in the world, if you ask Patrick, me. Patrick, I've already got him there. You do? Yeah. Who's beating him? It's probably fair enough. It's probably fair enough. It is recency bias in its extreme. Yeah. But, like, again, who comes to mind is better than him? I still really rate Marcelo, but I think he is he's past it a little oh, bit. Yeah. Um but I, I mean I still think he's 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 just absolute class. Marcelo is. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Mendy for me. Good season. Yeah, Benjamin Mendy. <laughs> uh, uh, well, yeah, Ferdinand Mendy though is he's he's looks like he might be pretty decent. Yeah. Well maybe that was a transition uh unintentionally, but the other quarterfinal that drew a lot of headlines was City versus Leon. And uh you have to think Pep just had a little bit too much time to stew on his team sheet for that game. There was no is, Premier League kind of taking his attention anywhere else. It was, um, it was, it was almost like I, I didn't like relish. Like I was obviously like, oh holy, holy cow! Like Leon's winning. Like I'm, I'm about that. Uh, but I didn't like relish in the city defeat the way that I think a lot of people did. And I almost kind of oh, felt, it's strange. I didn't either. I agree. Yeah. I didn't either. It just felt like it just. He got it wrong. There's nothing else to say. And he's a guy that you wouldn't expect to get it wrong. And you have he just got it wrong. And he's earned every bit of benefit of the doubt to get it right again. But he got it wrong. Like yeah. Three at the back, and then they got they got torched. It's like he it's like the genius curse. Like he knows he needs to come up with something spectacular or like invent a new style of play, you know, versus like the best 11 on paper who knows how to play together. Yeah. Yeah. Just do, I mean, and I think that this year might have gotten to him, honestly. Not not, not in like a he'll never be the same kind of sense, but the margin for error was invisible in the in the Premier League. And mm-hmm. if you There's look at... There's a new sheriff in, in town. Right. And if you, but if you look at like an expected goals table, City's running away with the league. And I know that that's, I'm not here to make the case that expected goals is all that mattered and City was the better team. However... Like they were doing, like by the analytics, they were fine. It just wasn't. It just wasn't their year. And I think, you know, if it's not your year, you try and solve something. He might be solving problems they don't have. But over the course of a Premier League season, you expect those things to level itself out. In a single tie Champions League quarterfinal, you've you've just got to get it right. And I think moving things is not the time to experiment. Sure. I I have to imagine that was the first time he rolled out that back three. Oh yeah, it had to have been. I don't watch every city game, but I just can't imagine way too much respect given out to the opposition, if you ask me. Yeah, Um, and it also answered the age-old question of why didn't Harry Kane square to Raheem Sterling against Croatia? Well, yeah, we all we all know now. You always knew. You always knew. (laughs) In my heart, I knew, but I needed (laughs) something to look back on and rue. We did the the, the the meme with the astronauts like he's gonna miss it and he's like always was gonna change <laughs> shooting him in the <laughs> was always gonna yeah was always gonna oh that's so good and it's a shame that one that one hurt man because I've I've come to really really like Raheem Sterling oh, as like you a person st- you took the words right out of my mouth person and player I was I mean the podcast will document it I was his biggest hater for reasons exactly like this. And I had just come around on him. I had just started to think, like, he deserves all the respect. An amazing player. 
carrying this city team while Aguero's been out, and then you know he goes and does that. And I think you could see what was processing in his brain when that happened, which is like, oh shit, this is what people know me for. You know, it like was, you kind of see that. Undid in his head. years worth of work exactly. Exactly. And the reputation was back in a heartbeat, and now he's got a like. And the thing is, like every striker misses sitters. It happens. Not many put it over from six yards out or wide from six yards out like that. Like as many times as he has. So I mean, it, it, like there's, you know, there like Rashford hadn't been particularly sharp since the break. Aubameyang has missed several, you know, mm-hmm. ones that you would expect him to finish. Like it, it happens. But I think for whatever reason. He's the one with the reputation for doing it, and he's scoring you know twenty some odd goals in a season every now and again. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. I think he'll be back for, and he'll be better for it, but it, it's, yeah, he it might just be keeps a, haunting him. Maybe that lowers his old fantasy value for next season. Keeping tabs on him, my scouts will give me I'd a report take soon. I yeah. take it. Yeah, Raheem right, Sterling against well, Brighton. Lock it in. Let's move on to Atletico Leipzig and my own new favorite segment. What's that ESPN headline? So, mm. as you all know, Tyler Adams scored a heavily deflected goal for taking Leipzig past Atletico, which I think all around, unless you're an Atletico fan, was a celebrated result. Football won that day. Uh, but here were the headlines. USA, written, Adams winner sends Leipzig to the UCL semis. Tyler Adams is RB Leipzig's unlikeliest of heroes to emerge from the shadow of Timo Werner. They quite literally don't play the same position, but there you go. <laughs> the second one is goal. The shadow of Tino Werner. Yeah. Like Tyler Adams hasn't been getting minutes it's, um, with Timo it's, Werner it's all truly, year. It's truly headline soup over at ESPN. They're like, what are some storylines that we can combine to form a headline? Timo Werner has left Leipzig. Tyler Adams, American, like game winner. Like here's the headline. They've got a big job to do over the next six years which has convinced this country that this young batch of players is world-class before the World Cup is hosted here. So they got to start now. they got to get in. Ted Lasso series is now on Apple TV. We're trying everything over here. Everything's looking up. It's only a matter of time before they come to Prem de la Prem. And we'll be waiting with measured takes. Folks, you don't know. Prem de la Prem was a 10-year plan. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got the vision. Started five years before we started. So where are we at now? Stonks. (laughs) Stonks. <laughs> uh, last but not least, PSG Atlanta. Atalanta, sorry. Um, I always knew Atlanta were frauds. So, credit to me uh, calling that Atlanta one. Atalanta pulled the PSG. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. They were in the ground too long. For real. It, just it was. Stunk. It was a shame. It was a shame because I think they actually played a really strong game. They I thought did. Neymar... His 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 final product was missing, but boy was that guy up for it. He was a lot of fun to watch. In it that was game. missing till it wasn't, or in fact, when Mbappe came on and he had someone to connect with. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he he was just, but he snatched at chances too that game. Like if let me put it this way, if PSG doesn't doesn't come back and win that game, Neymar is getting slated for the chance he missed in the third and in the nineteenth, whatever right. it was. He he missed some really really good chances. Yeah, I think that was a, um, in a weird way, I think he came out of that game with a increased positive reputation. I agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, he was, he, he, he had more, um, he had more like 
I don't know which analytic I saw. It's just some like completed dribbles or attacking dribbles or something like that uh, than anyone in the Champions League this season in a single game. When, on on his day, when he's up for it, he's he's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's got such a such a flair to him, and it's an effective flair too. It's not like um, you know so, some other folks who yeah. just do you know ten step overs and literally don't move. Oh sure, you know, he'll yeah. he'll do it, but he'll also make you right after. He will also move. Yeah, no, you, me, and Colin were in the group text just. Neymar shit. He's a loser. <laughs> a second later, he megs an Atlanta player and just drags a shot an inch wide of the post. Just right, does it all himself. their whole team. Yeah. 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 He's lost. He, I, I would not want him on my team, but he is a special player. I'm tuning in every time, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, keeping in the Champions League theme, we're going to take it to you done now, Patrick. These are in an ambiguous, <laughs> as we've now made this segment entirely ambiguous the only thing that'll have to tie these together is it has something to do with the champions league and i even struggled with my third one so that's where we're brilliant Uh, brilliant and as you know my my general process here is something i actually am interested in debating something that's kind of funny and then the titty twister i've also taken on this format and in my edit I've been giving more leeway on time I noticed as that. the round goes on. Like, I'm going like 12, 13 seconds on the second one, around 15 on the third one, just because the mental gymnastics are just getting too... It's just too... It hurts me too much to cut them. I like that. You have to scale it. Yeah, there's a... I've left a lot of absolute batshit logic on the cutting room floor as a result of the 10 second rule and the people need to know what's going through our noodle brains it just needs to it needs to make it to the airwaves when we when we get loose so let's hit it you are the chief editing officer Mm, c c e e the only one that isn't actually the only one that counts uh, all right yeah do you want want me to start i'll take it why don't you go ahead why don't you get it okay if PSG win the quadruple, that puts them in the greatest team of all time discussion. Anytime you win four trophies in one season, you're in elite company. It doesn't matter what you say about the French League. In fact, they have two teams in the Champions League semifinals. That was good. And I am curious about this one. Because I, I don't think too many... There's only been so many teams that even win the treble. I don't yes. know if anyone's ever won the quadruple. No one in English Premier League history has. Correct. Inter, Correct. D- in, did they do it that season with Mourinho? I knew it was the treble. That's what I'm, I, I'm did not Did Barca I'm do it sure. in 2011? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Anyway, that'll be one for the next pod to circle back on. I, for the record, oh, man. Like a quadruple just, is just impressive in its own right, like no matter the context. It is. It is. I think three of those are just... Two of those are just washes. Mm. I, you know, I know the French league is having its moment right now with Lyon joining them. It's still a crap league, and you know, cup football anything could happen. But maybe if they win the Champions League, maybe they, that does need to be a discussion. I don't know. I don't know. I'm undecided yeah. on this one. It was a good point. It's an interesting one, right? Because you don't, you don't, you have the, to the at year least that it's. Ha- happening in it's, what did you like, say I feel like in it, the discussion yeah. you have to discuss it yeah 100 percent. okay yes i just think it's an interesting question because i don't think psg would get that respect yeah if they won the champions league but i think it's a if i was a psg fan i would die on that hill 
but I would not do that as yeah. me. All right. Here's one for you. The German team to lift the trophy this season will be RB Leipzig. I think it's quite simple, and it just comes down to familiarity. You know, you're going to be able to put together a team that's going to match them like for like. Bayern and Dortmund in 2013 went toe-to-toe. You know the teams in your league. Chelsea United. Didn't even even talk about their semifinals. No, you're just assuming they're skating past PSG and playing (laughs) Bayern in the final. Yes. Okay, so (laughs) Lyon's not going to pull any magic out of the hat on this one. I, I chose to give them the hardest route. <laughs> That's what I tried to get. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. All right, well, all right. Um, I can see him doing it. Like, PSG's not overly convincing, and then either way, Leon versus Bayern, it's just a game. If you one get game. past PSG, it's just one game. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it, but I think it's interesting. No. They're a fun team, though. Great team. I like them. Yeah. And then uh, a Pumacano, he's... um. You think 100 mil next summer? Wow. Put in put in a game against PSG, we'll talk about it, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was great. All right, going on to the second one. Single leg ties at neutral grounds should be the norm moving forward. Oh, I need to get better at this segment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, the clock starts now. Uh... Ultimately, what happens when you take two teams, you play them over 90 minutes, neutral ground, it's best team. All right. This is the only case to be made, so fair play to you. This is how bad I am at this segment. I I was about to go off about how much I disagreed with that, which is the (laughs) very fabric of what we're trying to not do here. It's the entire point of me asking that question, is to find (laughs) something I know that you'll be 100% against. I, t- I, I think there's I an too, argument for it. I just don't agree with it at all. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it, though. Actually, no, I think I would, just because I think that the part of the fun of the Champions League is the build-up between matches, and you get to and see the is, raucous home crowd. Yeah, and you get to, and then there's, there's like the, um, I like the chess match that goes on in both, like the first, like in the in the double leg ties. Just you know, what do you go for? Uh, away from home or you know there's just so there's so many different elements to it and I think it's interesting I think every time you tell someone who's not familiar with with um you know club football you say it's a it's a two-leg series yeah you say well how do you figure that out you're like well listen to a podcast we explain it episode three I'm not sure what episode we explained it it was one of those it was very early we did like a dictionary of soccer terms probably very early all right it's probably hot mic here's one for you and I mean I feel like if you were to guess one that I would ask you or bring up to you, this is probably one of them. Arsenal will win a Champions League sooner than Barcelona. Barcelona is in disarray. They have not replaced Iniesta. They have not replaced Xavi. They're about to not replace Messi. Arsenal, sure, might not happen in 20 years, but Barcelona is going down the tube. <laughs> Arteta on that 25-year plan. Bro, dude, I... The Arsenal subreddit is a lot of fun right now because it's just the, absolute lunatics. I'll say just this. Like, the Arsenal subreddit is always fun. United's way too serious. Yeah, well, it's not always fun for me, but I will give you... It's, it's always fun for somebody. 
The banter's great. The United one is, is I go places, I go to the subreddits for... Um, for other teams? For team sheets on games that I'm curious about. I just think it's the easiest place to find it. And then also during the summer, just because I want to get like more specific, smaller transfer mm-hmm. like news. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm too scared to venture to other subreddits and just like peek behind the curtain. We're worshiping a gerbil right now. (laughs) (laughs) So so good. Yeah, it's a good time. Okay. Um, Okay. All right. Let me sit up for this one. No English team will win the Champions League in the 2020s. (sighs) You're seeing a decline right now. You're seeing a decline. Towards the end of the 2000s, the English teams were popping. Now they're not popping. And you know what? Barca and Real won't stay down for long. Bayern's in a period of dominance. PSG looking pretty good. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's just a ridiculous take. I would have liked to elaborate on it. And I also also patently disagree with it. But Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so do I. I think, I think they're... So... I, I do think the case is like... Just the beating up of each other during the league, yeah, for those top teams and the yeah. grueling Premier League schedule. I yeah. think that you can make a case that no winter break, were, right? This is this is interesting. You brought it up. I actually cut this for time, but you remember when Carl said, "Are we entering the next period of Prem, Premier League dominance?" No English team in the semis of either the Champions League or the Europa League, and yet. I think it's fair to say the best managers in the world are at or coming to the Premier League, and the best players in the world are at or coming to the Premier League. So are we just right before that period of dominance, dominance or is yeah. it false dawn? I mean, I think it's tough to look at. Like, you can't look at any one year, because last year, both Europa and Champions League were all English finals. So you, it's, you, know, you can't really say, like, one singular year, especially in the single leg tie. You know, I don't. I don't know what would have happened in the in the in a two leg in a two leg tie, but there is I, I don't I'm not comfortable putting like an asterisk on this Champions League season, but it is I, I don't think that I'll view like I kinda hope Bayern wins because I'm just like, okay, that, that probably would have happened. You know, that's that's kinda what I'm like PSG I'll make excuses for. Leon Leon and Leipzig might feel just weird. Yeah. I don't but, want PSG you know. touching that trophy. Coming anywhere right. near that trophy. Fair enough. All right. Uh, freak of the week and then trivia to round it out. Pat, I got two freak of the weeks. Do you want me to sandwich your freak with my freaks? Please. Okay. I've been waiting years for you to say that. Yeah. Well, here it is, buddy. Frank Lampard. <laughs> Absolute stops. freak. Absolute freak. Let's backpedal to before Chelsea played Bayern in the second leg of the Champions League round of 16. Lest we forget, they were down 3-0 in the tie from their home game. Mm-hmm. Frank goes on record in the press conference and said, it wouldn't be fair to start our Premier League season as early as September 12th. The Champions League runs until August 23rd. <laughs> like, bro. Yo. <laughs> what kind Yo. of power move is that? I... I, I don't know. It's it's a freak move. What's it's he, what it's a freak move. I think that's a deserved freak, regardless of bias. I think fair enough, fair enough to back your team, but you know to then have another agenda based on you flipping that tie. 
is different. Like, don't put a date on it. Just say teams are in Europe. We should bump it out. The point's fine. Yeah, like, why can't you just be an advocate for other clubs? Yeah. <laughs> or or just, like, the fact, like, you don't need, like, it's a weak difference. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't, you don't need to say the, the end date. You can say you need five weeks instead of four weeks, whatever it is. <laughs> Crazy. It's a freak move. All right, what do you got? Right. My freak, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it justice, so... <laughs> Uh, here's here's Thomas Mueller with some of that trademark German humor. Yeah, we in Bayern we have uh, Robert Levan Lewandowski. You know Robert Lewandowski, and uh, I think maybe right now he's the better option. That's a it's it's unbelievable. His commitment to the joke. When's he opening at the Apollo? Wow, sign him up. Sign that, him up. That is that famous German humor that you hear about. It's. I. I <laughs> what can I wish you that say? you guys could see like the video component because he's there's there's eyes to it as well. Like the pause has the eyes, and you, if you guys have seen the video, go look at the video. It's uh, yeah. I think. You know, you, did you get it? Yeah. You didn't get it. It's Lewandowski. You get on my on my third or fourth watching of that clip. You catch a like. A pity laugh from a journalist before he says it again. <laughs> so, like, are, are you actually waiting for me to respond before we can move on? Did you get it? Did you know how it's? He's guys. He scores goals. He scores goals. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Oh, all time, all time, and I will happily cede that freak to you. He's he's such a fun, fun guy. Uh, yeah, he is head to toe German. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's just, he's just like a—he's a little goofy dude, and he just—he's got the weird socks. The way he, he celebrates looks... Bayern's sixth and seventh goals is very upsetting. For me, it's less about how he cel—it's more about how he celebrates all goals. I feel like no matter what happens, well, that's what I'm saying. He stands still and just screams. That's his celly, and I think it should go in FIFA because everyone it's knows so what the Mueller celebration is. It's so good. Give me the little like I'd be. Like his ankle might be above his socks. He's got the shortest socks in the game. Mm-hmm. Jack Grealish esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a goofy dude. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the butt of the sandwich, uh, and also the butt of the joke. Arturo Vidal, absolute piece of work. Uh, in the pre-match against Bayern, in a take that aged to steal a phrase from Colin, a take that aged like milk, he said. <laughs> Going into face Bayern, this isn't the Bundesliga. They're going to face Barcelona, the best team in the world. And then history what year was that quote had its from? way. Hmm? What year was that quote oh, from? Oh, 2020. He didn't slip in like a, um, in 2011 at the end of that quote? They just didn't get, like, I just want to make sure we got the full quote. Oh, yeah, here it is. They're going to face Barcelona, the best team in the world from 2011. That's the full quote. Yeah, that's what he said. It's making a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And Vidal is not a guy who, um, you know, I think would do anything foolish. So. I like I like the ride or die attitude, but the one that the part of this that got me was this isn't the Bundesliga. Like, are we weighing up La Liga against the Bundesliga? What? Um, I'd probably have that. But I'd, I'd I'd probably put La Liga ahead of the Bundesliga, but I wouldn't say it's like a landslide where you no. Can just, like no. slate the league. No, you can't slate the league like that. 
I think that you could slate the league in the sense that he played for Bayern and the, that team just absolutely murks the whole league. They've won the league like nine years in a row. So maybe so it's there a might cell be like phone. A lack of like oh, it's a cell phone because Barcelona doesn't murk the league anymore. Oh, yeah. So maybe we're just – maybe he's calling for help. Maybe it's like a Britney Spears situation where he's giving us <laughs> clues and we have to get him out of there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Arturo. The cue cards, Bartomeu's cue cards are in the back. Yeah. They're, the um, What's the guy, Art, Arthur, Artur, the, the Brazilian that's going from... Um, to Juve, yeah. Yeah, so he got just booked for, for drunk driving. And, mm-hmm. and one, of the, one of the comments I saw online was just like, finally a Vidal replacement. And I thought it was just <laughs> too good. It's too good. Yeah, Vidal was a clown. He could, if we were doing his league, he'd probably be he'd be up there with Kevin Friend for freaking perpetuity. I'm sure he does enough every week if we followed him. Oh yeah, he was brought in as the specialist um, to like keep. I think the direct quote was bring calm and composure to Barcelona's midfield against Bayern. Have they seen him play before? <laughs> a nice veteran head. He he had to get taken off in like the 50th minute of the Champions League final because he was just going around committing yellow card offenses. He got booked in like the 12th minute when he played for Juve and they lost to lost to Madrid in Pirlo's last final. Mm-hmm. He, zero composure when it all mattered. Mm-hmm. It just it maybe I I don't expect him to have aged out of that. But it's a, it's a winning mentality. Yeah, I mean I think you cross a point where you know players aren't going to come good or correct their wrongs. Right. Like at a certain point, you just have to accept people are who they are. Luis Suarez has not bitten anyone in a few years. In public. Right. Right. In private. We don't know what goes mm-hmm. on at home. No. no. Uh, so the Athletics doing a top 50 Premier League uh, player countdown. And the comments are just, they miss the point of, the point is the stories. And the comments are just a war zone of disagreement. It's It's pretty great. But my point is... Some dude, Daniel Taylor, wrote Luis Suarez is. He was number 33 or something. The first line in it is, why don't we cut to the chase and get this right out of the way? I despise Luis Suarez. (laughs) (laughs) Stop the press. He can't be 33. Every other article was like a touchingly beautiful yet human tribute to the player. And his is just, let's cut to the chase. I hate Luis Suarez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not a super likable dude unless you're a fan. Of, like, I'd be interested uh, to know think? how much, like, a Liverpool fan, like, likes him now that he's gone, you know? Not much, like, the, judging by last year's semifinal. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. You said you had a good trivia to send it home. I, I have I, a great trivia. I'm, I'm, it's, if it's this, you say it's good. I think I have a good one. I wonder if it's the same. What do you got? Mine is like kind of a um, guess the bunch of them type. So I phrased it as a beer trivia, bar trivia that doesn't exist anymore, would phrase it. Oh, okay. Ederson finished the season as the Golden Glove winner with 16 clean sheets. Mm Mm-hmm. Since the awards inception in the 04-05 season, oh, that's an okay. important note, okay. six different Gold Glove winners have recorded more clean sheets in a single season. Name them. That is 
another caveat on this one is this is only Golden Glove winners. So there could be people in here who say had 17 but didn't win the Golden Glove. Wow. Okay. This is there's only been six keepers to do it. You want all six? I do. Okay. Let's go with you said 0405 was the first season that this award was given out, which okay. is kind of surprising. Let's Actually, go. No, it's not, it's let's kind of go weird. with Petr Cech. Let's go. He has the record with 24. Yeah. Which is insane, yeah. by the way. I thought Van Dessar would have the record because I. And, 21. Okay. Yeah. There were, in, in 2011, we went 16 games with like a run of clean sheets or something. That's insane. It was insane. It was Ferdinand Vidic ever. Uh, oh. Anyway. Okay. Van Dessar, Cech. Uh, let's go with Joe Hart. Correct. Yeah. Let's go with. Other than Anderson, Allison. Allison's on there. All yeah, right, last year. All right, okay. Two more. Ooh. Let's go with De Gea. De Gea's on there. Okay. He, this this one, I'll give you a t- tiny hint. He's done it three times. Whoa. And he's the hardest one to guess on this list. In it three times. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm looking for a really good keeper who maybe wasn't on a title-winning team. Uh, huh. Okay, okay. Can you help me narrow it down a little bit more? I'm blanking. He's still active in the Premier League. Fuck. Only just, though. Is it... Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's Pepe Reina. Yeah, damn. He did it That's in good. three consecutive seasons in Liverpool. Uh, 20... 19, 18, and then I guess they were like, okay, you're regressing. Gave him the old stanky boot, and he was out of there. Um, for bonus points, can you name the two the two keepers who are tied with Ederson on 16 for having done done just as many? But didn't win it that year. No, no, they won, they won the clean sheet, but they didn't do more than Ederson. They did as much as Ederson. Okay. Um, 16. Hmm. Both still active keepers, but neither in the Premier League. Tim Howard? No. Okay. That was my ESPN bias. Okay. Active but not in the Premier League. They play for big clubs. And they did play for big clubs. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just dry I'm just dry at this point. Courtois and Chesney. Chesney? Chesney won the gold glove with 16 clean sheets in 13-14. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I like that one. Okay, are you ready for this barn burner? Sure thing. I'll cut my not-so-good one for time. Maybe we'll come back to it. Okay. Okay. If Eric Chupamotin plays in the next round of the Champions League, meaning he makes an appearance against Leipzig for PSG, it will mean the relegated Stoke City squad of 2017-18 
had players who played in the 05, 07, 08, 09, 10, 11, 13, 15, 16, 19, and 20 Champions League semifinals. That is, it's insane. That is one, two, three, four, five, six players. Can you name me one of them? So they were on the Stoke. On the Stoke City relegated team from 2017 18 and have played in a Champions League semifinal. Stoke. Dude, I couldn't name a person on Stoke. Oh. Oh, my goodness. One is still active in the Premier League and fairly prominent. On Stoke. I'm just trying to think like who had a move. Yeah. Two yeah. three years ago. Yeah, you're yeah you're on the exact right path. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Stoke. And then I'm also trying to think of Champions League spies. Semifinals in the Champions League. Okay. Um, I feel like it would be a Spurs player. They were just in the final. That would track. Liverpool would also track. Oh, um, is Joe Allen in there? No, no, no. Um, But you are on the exact right path. Who the fuck played in those games? Stoke. I mean, okay, so all those guys on Liverpool play for Southampton. How am I just missing the one dude to play for Stoke? Did Jordan Henderson play for Stoke? No. Oh, no, he's been there way too long. Dude, I'm struggling. Yep, Stoke, Spurs, to, Stoke to Liverpool. Stoke to Liverpool. Is it... um? Is it, what was that keeper's name? Is it not is it a no, keeper? No, not a keeper. Oh, I was thinking Carius maybe. Because <laughs> he went, yeah, he's you, in like you throwing in now. the towel. Yeah, I'm stumped. Jordan Shakiri. Oh, I yeah. should have gotten that one. Yeah, I should have gotten yeah, that one. Yeah, you want that one back? I do. Right. I do. Just for the even when yeah, and I figured out the framework. Yeah, and you had the exact yeah, framework, the and then landed Joe Allen. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Which, well, I think he did it, not he did it the reverse off. way. Yeah. I think he went from Liverpool to the relegated state. Yeah. All right. So in the early years, um, 2005, you had Glenn Johnson, who played for Liverpool. Yep. Uh, Peter Crouch, 2007, also played for Liverpool. Darren oh. Fletcher, 08, 09, 10. No, 08, 09, 11. Uh, Jesse Rodriguez who was actually solid for Real Madrid. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. I remember Jesse. Yeah. That's, uh, and then Chupamotin, if he plays. This, to me, is oh, one of the most it. insane, like, bar trivia questions you could ever get. That one's, it, it's wild. It's, it's wild. Yeah. In the confidence in you to say name one, knowing I was going to be absolutely struggling with that. If you and named, if you named names, one easily, I was going to say name two. But I wanted to, yeah. like, make it reasonable. No, it was good. It yeah. was good. And I it, all of those names click as soon as you say them. It's just so abstract. It's so abstract because that team was, like, cobbled together. <laughs> yeah, clearly. They were yeah. relegated. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to Jesse Rodriguez? Honestly, don't know. Hmm. Might be hanging hmm. out with um, Dennis Suarez. <laughs> Could be. Could be. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us in our Twilight Zone 
random men of culture segment meta episode. It's been a blast. What we have coming up for you is pretty damn exciting. We're going to be bringing back some famous guests from our round table, get them talking about their favorite teams, and we might not just be doing top six, folks. We'll get their perspective and get us all geared up for the new season that is less than a month away. Patrick, are you excited? I'm so excited, James. Good. I just hope I just hope we get some people stop like, you know, messing around and we get some action in this transfer window. Like I feel like it was all handled before yep. and now it's all I just need, kind of staggered. I need five here we goes from Fabrizio in the next week. I think after all of the the whole season's over for everyone, I think it's gonna start. Oh yeah, it'll really pop off. In. We'll be I think here next week is popping off. Yeah. We'll be here bringing you guys a good word. Hoping you'll have us in your ears. Until next time, on behalf of Patrick, this is James signing off for Prime Duel Prime. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.